I'm Kim, and my husband's one of the pastors here at Willow Park. Growing up, one of my dad's biggest pet peeves is when people were saying they're going to go to church. We don't go to church. It's not something that we do. It's not an action. It's who we are. We are his church. If you've been to a Willow Park service before, you would have heard us say that we are one church in four locations. But I'm going to change it up. So, whether you're a regular attendee at Willow Park or you've joined us in this season, I would like to welcome you to Willow Park. We are one church in hundreds of locations in various countries in a multitude of cities. Thank you for joining us. Here's your first song.
Everything that's going to happen, you know, every hair on our head. God, so just teach us to continue to trust in you. God of faithfulness, we love you. Amen. Hello, Willow Park Church. My name is Courtney. Thank you for joining our live lounge today. And here is your family news. We have two new programs coming for kids online this week. The first is called Be Bold, and it's a group for kids in grade 4 and 5, and it's happening every Sunday after the Live Lounge at 11.15. At Be Bold, we explore a new faith question every week. It's a lot of fun and a great way to connect with your friends and your kids' church leaders. Kids Club is going online as well. This group is for kids in grades K to 5 and will include Bible study, fun games, and worship. Even if you have never attended Kids Club before, everyone is welcome. Join us this Tuesday at 6 p.m. Visit our website for all the details. Sunday at 7 p.m., Pursuit is going live on Instagram. This week, Pastor Joel will be interviewing Carmen Rempel, and this week's hot topic will be about how bad theology can steal our joy and lead us away from Jesus. Follow at Pursuit Family on Instagram so you can be notified when we go live. We know that during this time, it's still important to stay connected as a church family. That's why each of our campuses have online programs throughout the week, including Bible studies, prayer, coffee hangouts, quiz nights, and more. Be sure to visit our website for all of the details on how to join in. Alpha is an opportunity to explore life, faith, and God with others. We are running two online Alpha courses this month. The first one is for senior high youth and young adults, and it's happening Sunday nights at 5 p.m. starting May 17th. The other Alpha course is for adults, and it's happening Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. starting May 19th. Pastor Jeremy is coordinating all of our Alpha courses, and he's also looking for people who would like to volunteer to host. Please contact him if you are interested in that. For more information on Alpha, visit our website, at willowparkchurch.com slash alpha. Life is busy. Every day we ask questions like, 
What's happening today? What should I wear? How am I going to fit everything in? But then there are bigger questions like, why am I here? What's my purpose? Where am I heading? Is there more to life than this? These are some of life's big questions, but there's rarely enough time to think them through. That's why Alpha exists. Alpha is a place to explore life's big questions in a safe and open environment. It's a series of sessions where anyone can share their thoughts and opinions and ask questions without feeling judged. When you come to an Alpha, you'll notice that first, there's food. Whether it's a full meal or a light snack, this is the time to get to know each other in a casual setting. Next, you'll watch an Alpha talk. The talks are created to engage and spark conversation. They explore big issues around faith from a Christian perspective. After the talk is a time for discussion. This is the most essential part of any Alpha. It allows everyone to share their own opinions on the ideas presented in the talks. It's a time for people with different thoughts, beliefs, and experiences to ask honest questions and have open conversation. Every week, there are guests coming for the first time to an Alpha in their community. Alpha is for everyone, regardless of background or beliefs. There's no pressure, no follow-up, and it's completely free to attend. Come and explore life's big questions. Find an Alpha near you today. That's all for your family news. Thanks and enjoy your service. Today is a special day. I would love to wish all the mothers out there a happy Mother's Day. Grandmas, happy Mother's Day. Spiritual moms, happy Mother's Day. We all have people in our lives, whether biological or adopted, that we consider mothers. And we want to wish you all a happy Mother's Day. We are now going to cut to a special video from our kids. Hey guys, got some questions for you about mom. Can you tell me something that your mom is really good at? Baking, and she should be a chef. Um, mom should be a figure Mom should be a figure singer. She's really good at dating. Making pancakes. Mm, she's good at doing art. Going upstairs. She's very, very good at controlling. Very good. Cooking. Gardening. She is good at cleaning the house. Um, she's really good at baking. Hugging. Okay. I had good nights. What does mom do to make you laugh? Tickles. Tickles. Um, when mom does stuff on a trampoline with me. Um, when mom tickles me. A funny stuff. Tickle. She tell me a funny joke. She tickles me. What is something mom says a lot? I love you. Go outside. Annie, please clean up your room. She said no. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. 
Happy Mother's Day. What does mom do that makes you guys laugh? Farting. Farting. <laughs> Thank you for that video. That was awesome. And the last clip is why every mom gets extremely nervous when their kids are videotaped. So thank you, moms, for letting your kids be videotaped. This week, God's been taking me through a journey of his love. In 1 John 4, 16, it says, And we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Just like the sun cannot not be hot, God cannot not be love. I know that was a lot of nots, but we need to understand that God is love. It's not something that he does. It's who he is. And as we learn to abide in him and rest in him, we don't need to earn his love. We can't earn his love. He loves. He is love. And perfect love casts out fear. Who's that perfect love? God is perfect love. And so in this time when you're nervous, you're wondering, where are you, God, in all this? God is, is love. He's in this. He's looking after you. He's got you. He's, he's nurturing you. He's holding you so close. Sometimes we can't see him because we're just so close. He is love, and he loves you. Father, I thank you that you have led us to this season. Even though it's trying and it's scary, you are in control. And so we trust you with that. I thank you for all my brothers and sisters that have chosen to tune in and be a part of, of our service. I pray you bless them. I pray that they will be able to rest in your love, knowing that you have it all. And that they can't earn it and they can't lose it because it is who you are. In your name I pray. Amen. We're now going to go back to Chris and the band.
never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. a moment from our homes to just we're just going to play and let's just in our hearts reflect the goodness of God even speak it out over your house over your children over your parents over your friends just speak the goodness of God let's just let's just take this moment 30 seconds to speak it out loud over our house
make His face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. The Lord bless you.
church family in a moment here we're just going to take communion first off what an amazing song and this flows right into what we're about to do here and this song talked about trust that in our weeping and in our rejoicing he is with us he is right beside us and we can trust that he is right with us because of communion what we read here in matthew uh, 26 jesus is about to have his last supper with the disciples and he says While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, 
all of you, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Can you imagine being disciples, partaking in this and being like, what, what is he talking about? And then the events will play out over the next couple days. Jesus' body broken, his blood poured out for us. Everything that was prophesied was coming true. And then he didn't stay on the cross. He came off the cross and he is risen and now his spirit is amongst us and lives with us. And so what seemed like a hopeless situation at the time proved trustworthy because Jesus came and he fulfilled everything he said he was going to do. And so as we come to the table and as we prepare and we remember what Jesus has done, we can remember that he is trustworthy that we can put all of our hope in him, that we can find joy, peace within him. And so I encourage you now, let's grab our, our juice and our bread and let's partake, remembering even though we might not understand what's happening right now, that Jesus is trustworthy and he does. And so let us partake here together. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Let's partake together. Then he took the cup gave thanks and offered it to them saying drink from it all of you this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins let's partake together father Lord, we thank you that we can put all of our hope and trust in you. That you are right there with us. That you're right beside us. That even though it might be unknown right now and we might feel lost and looking for answers, we can trust in you as the only answer we ever need. And then when we sing these words and we declare them out, we know that they're true and they're trustworthy. There's blessing within you for not my children, but my children's children's and my children's children's. Lord, that there is coming a time, Lord, when it says we will feast again with you, we can trust that. Because we look to this blood, this wine, this juice that we drink, this bread that we break, we recognize you are trustworthy, Father. So we thank you for the cross. We thank you that your blood and body was shed and broken there for us. Amen.
seen what you can do, oh God of wonders, your power has no end. The things you've done before, in greater measure, you will do again. There's no prison wall you can't break through, no mountain you can't move, all things are possible. There's no broken body you can't raise, no soul that you can't save, all things are possible. The darkest night. You can light it up, oh, you can light it up, God revival, let hope arise, death is overcome, and you've already won, oh, God of revival, you rose in victory. Seated forever on the throne, so I should my heart fear what you've defeated. I will trust in you. Change hit the ground. We're kind of revival. 
God, you say the more we seek, the more we'll find you. So Jesus, I seek you with my whole heart. I want to know you more, but God, I want others to know you. God, I want to see a break out of your spirit. It never has before on this city, on this country. So God, we ask for that. We're bold. We say that with boldness. And we love you, Jesus. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for the cross. I'll never stop thanking you for the cross. You are good. Pray this in your name. Amen. I recently read a post on Facebook where it said we are all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. And it's true. During this season, some of us have been hit harder than others. And so I approached the topic of um, giving and, and our offering cautiously, but I want to encourage you. As we think back and we read on the Bible, in, in Mark 12, it talks about the widow, and she went and she gave her two coins. It was all she had, but she knew who she was giving to, and she trusted God. And so I know that in this season, it's hard, and we want to hold on, and we want to be careful, and we want to be wise. But all we're doing is giving God what is his. And we want to trust God that he is who he says he is, and his promises are actually his promises. In Malachi 3, it says, Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and that thereby putting me to the test, says the Lord, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and bless bless you until there is no more need. So I want to encourage you that as you give unto God, you're giving him what is his. It's not that he needs it to figure out his budget. We're doing it as an act of worship. We're doing it as an act of saying, God, I trust you with the little that I have. And so I know it is hard to give as much as we normally would, but I want to encourage you to trust God, trust his nature, trust who he says he is. Hello, Pastor Glenn here. Just a quick video to show you how to give online at Willow Park Church. So it's very simple. The first thing that you do is you go to willowparkchurch.com and uh, the screen will pop up. You might have a pop-up that you need to close down 
giving you details about what's coming up. And then you go up to the top menu bar where you see the word give. You click that and the secondary page will populate. There's two particular buttons I just want to point out to you, which is give online and monthly giving. Lots of our church family already take advantage of pre-authorized debit. And so you can have your tithe and offering come out on a monthly or semi-monthly basis straight out of your bank account. This is a great thing uh, to do. First of all, it enables us as a church to be able to budget because we know that uh, what's coming in and uh, and it's a wonderful way for you to support the ongoing work of the church. It's easy, it's straightforward and, uh, and we really encourage you to do that. So you can press monthly giving, fill out this form. The office are always available to help you. The form is very easy and uh, and is is very very secure so that is the monthly uh, giving that people many people are already taking advantage of now you might give your check or your money into the bag on a monthly basis and uh, and you're missing that right now because you're you're not able to do it because we're not gathering together please consider doing the monthly giving instead it will be a huge benefit to us moving forward so we can continue to minister in the way that we are doing to our city, our country, and indeed our world right now. The other way of giving online is by clicking this button. And what this does is it allows you to give out of your credit card. So you put your number, your, the amount that you want to give there, the campus you would normally attend. Um, you fill out your email, the name, and you press continue. And the next page, just you can put in your details. Again, completely secure. Uh, people are already always there helpful if you need uh, some information. You can contact the office. The number is at the bottom of the screen. You can do this one time or alternatively, you can decide to do it regularly, weekly, every other week, monthly or twice monthly. And you can even choose what day to give that amount. So that comes out of your credit card. We really do appreciate you. We love the fact that so many of our church family give so generously and cheerfully. And our prayer is, is that the um, that this video will help you just give you a couple more options as to how you can continue to do that. So uh, thank you again. If you need any help, please feel free to contact us at the office. Now, kids, come gather around. This is our favorite time. Today, Courtney's going to read us a story from our one of our family's personal favorite storybook Bibles. I usually cry in the stories because the wording is phenomenal. So come and join us. Come and join Courtney as she reads to us about Abraham and Sarah. Thank you, Kim. Hi, everyone. I have a story for you today about a mom and a dad who got a special promise from God about their baby. This book is called The Son of Laughter. It's from Genesis 12, verse 21. Now, this came right after the big, big flood with Noah and his ark. It says, years passed and things didn't get any better. People were still just as cruel and mean to one another. They still got sick and died. God's world was still full of tears. It was never meant to be like this. But God was getting ready to do something about it. He was going to make all the wrong things right, and he was going to do it through a family. Abraham, God said, how many stars are there? God was about to tell his friend a wonderful secret. Let me see, Abraham said, rolling up his sleeves. 
But have you ever tried counting the stars before? There's a lot of them. 993, 994, 997. Uh-oh, no, wait. Uh, one, two. Of course, he kept losing count. There's too many, he said. Guess what? God laughed. I will give you so many children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, you won't be able to count them either. Abraham couldn't help giggling at such a wonderful idea, but he stopped himself. How could he have a family? Don't be silly. He didn't have any children, let alone any grandchildren. Anyway, it was far too late for him to start having babies for his age. He was 99 years old. What could God mean? Abraham, God said, believe me. And then God told Abraham his secret rescue plan. Abraham, I will make your family very big, God promised, until one day your family will come to number more than even all the stars in the sky. Abraham looked up at the dark night sky, thick with stars. You will be my special family, my people, and through you, everyone on earth will be blessed. It was incredible promise. God was going to rescue the world through Abraham's family. One of his great-great-great-grandchildren would be the child, the promised one, the rescuer. But it's too wonderful, Abraham said. How can it be true? Is anything too good to be true? God asked. Is anything too wonderful for me? So Abraham trusted what God said more than what his eyes could see, and he believed. Now when Abraham's wife Sarah heard God's promise, she just laughed to herself. But it wasn't a happy laugh. It had tears in it. She'd always wanted a baby. Could her dream come true? Could she really have a baby when she was 90 years old? No, of course not. Don't be silly. It was far too late. Sarah didn't believe God could do what he had promised. She had forgotten that when God says something, it's as good as done. Of course, it was easy for God to give her a baby son. It was as easy for him to make all the stars in the sky. Sure enough, nine months later, just as God had promised, Sarah gave birth to a baby boy. They named him Isaac, which means son of laughter. And Sarah laughed, but this time it was a glorious, happy laugh. Her dream had come true. God would do as he promised. He would always look after Abraham's family, his special people. And one day, God would send another baby, a baby promised to a girl who didn't even have a husband. But this baby would bring laughter to the whole world. This baby would be everyone's dream come true. Now we're going to hear more about that girl we know is Mary and her little baby Jesus. We're going to hear more about that in a few minutes from Phil. But first, we're going to get to hear a special Mother's Day message from the pastors. Hi, Willow Park Church. I thought on Mother's Day it would be really nice to hear from our campus pastors about their uh, stories of their mom and what they admire about their, their moms. So, let me introduce, first of all, if you don't know who everybody is, this is Jordan. 
He is uh, the pastor at Glenmore. This is Joel. He is our youth pastor and looks after the Pursuit congregation. This is Jeremy, and he looks after Creekside. Glenn, who looks after South and is also our executive pastor at Willow Park Church. I bought them all Starbucks, of which (laughs) Jeremy... Done. Has drank it. <laughs> the reality is he didn't buy me Starbucks. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just we, kidding. He's, uh, he's our poor brother. No, <laughs> I did buy him one. He, he had one of those ridiculous cloud drinks that disappear in a second. It's so, all gone. It's all gone. So I want you to talk, because we're getting to know all the congregations, all the people. I want you to talk a little bit about, if you were to describe your mother, and we paint a little uh, verbal picture of your mother, mm-hmm. How would you describe her? Who shall I choose first? Mm. Jordan. Oh, my, my mom is fantastic. She, she has always been there for me and my brother and my family and my, our wives and our kids. She is the most forgiving and understanding person that I know. Right. She's a lovely peacekeeper in her family, and she kind of really comes into the, to the middle of everyone's arguments, but also, yeah. She, she gets just, involved. She in, gets involved. Yes, she's, as she's mothers there. do, in the middle of the yeah. arguments, which suggests that yeah. you do have arguments. We have occasionally. a few. We've had yeah. a few, yeah. Yes, <laughs> so. that's good. A peacemaker mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of your arguments. Yeah, she's beautiful. Oh, wow. Jeremy, what about your mom? Yeah, uh, my mom, she is extremely giving. Um, probably the most giving person I've known, and uh, always, always willing to invite people in. So very loving and hospitable, and she's always had f- my friends over. When I'm not there, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> she's always invited friends over, um, people from the church, and always making way too much food than we can ever eat. Um, but she just loves to serve people. And so that's my mom. She's also under five foot. She's pretty short, but um, her nickname was Curbs. So if you ever see my mom, you can call her Curbs. Curbs. Why Curbs? Because she could sit on the sidewalk and swing her legs. Off the curb. That's pretty short. Wow. She's super short. Or big Curbs in America. Big Curbs. Everything's America. big in America. Huge. Yeah. What about you, Glenn? Um, my mum, uh, she's beautiful. She was a model, my mum. Ah. I just want to throw that in. You can probably tell by the, the general good looks. Right. Running through the, the family. On this side of the room, yeah. yeah. Sarah um, is beautiful. And she, she still is. She's, uh, she's tenacious. She's hardworking. I think when I grow up, you know, as I look back, she, uh, she works so hard. She was hmm. entrepreneurial. Hmm. Had a dog grooming business and... Uh, dressmaking business and all sorts of different things. So, uh, yeah, she's great. You, you're going to come back to me in a minute because there's more I want to say, but that's a little bit That's of a, it. That's all I want. That, is it? That's the first part. Paint a picture of your mother so we get to yeah. know your mother. And yeah. Joel? Well, my mom was probably a model because she landed a Federson man, so yes. <laughs> it's pretty hard to do. Yay. Right? Wow. Wow. My mom, Where, where's your mom from? From... Alberta. Alberta. (laughs) Real Scandinavian country. (laughs) Scandinavian. (laughs) My mom is really thoughtful, but she's also really hilarious. When I think about her, um, the the first thing that comes to mind is her humor. She used to give my dad these really thoughtful anniversary cards, and my dad would kind of read them, kind of put it down, forget about it. She noticed it, 
So she started to give him the same card year after year, <laughs> and it went on for several years, wow. perhaps 10 to 15, maybe to this day. Oh, wow. When she told us, she was just crying laughing. So <laughs> she's really funny. Wow. She's got a good sense of humor then. Yeah. And, uh, and Father's Day is coming, and you can talk about your dad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then. Yeah. Well, my mom, uh, she wasn't a model. Oh. She I'm was a sorry. supermodel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, always, I actually thought my mum was the most beautiful-looking woman I had ever seen, a little bit like Glenn. Uh, my earliest memory is, is her, all of her chemicals and hairspray, and she used to <laughs> take those big hairsprays. You remember those in England? Those are big. And, <laughs> and she, used to, she used to close her eyes and go... Whoa! And then she was ready, hair like, like she was a Charlie's angel. And then she'd walk down in, downstairs, out the door, ready <laughs> to kill it. So my earliest memory is her uh, beauty and her confidence and her hairspray. I used to buy her hairspray at Christmas for Christmas presents as a little boy. And uh, so if ever you need hairspray, uh, you, well, um, so, um, so I remember, but I just uh, am thankful uh, because she was, a, she was a very outgoing, funny lady. And the one thing I always remember, she loved to sing. So mm. she, we always had Alton John and we had Aberon in our home and she would just, she, she, she couldn't sing at all, but she would just sing to Abba. And I, even today, when I hear an Abba song, um, it, um, it always makes me think uh, of my mom. Hmm. What about spiritually? What did your mother give you? Well, mom, my mom gave us this, first of all, this um, foundation of prayer. She, I remember many times, my mom and my dad would wake up at four thirty in the morning just to just to pray, just to just mm-hmm. to take some time yeah. to uh, reflect and to to be in the presence of God, and that was always inspiring. She also brought in a with her ability to to challenge ideas or to go further. She she was the first woman that I knew that was ordained um, in ministry, and I thought that always was really nice because that challenged my thinking or how, allowed me to think more. So she really took on a leadership mantle that um, I cherish and I aspire to mm-hmm. as she um, has done so much good in the church. And the um, other thing is she really allowed us to make choices growing up. So there's always this, um, there's always this allowance for us to make choices as kids. So I remember one time we were um, deciding whether or not we should, well, I was deciding, whether not, I was about 10, 11 years old, if I was going to go to a jelly bean dance. And my mom said, Jordan, I want you to go upstairs and I want you to pray about whether or not you should go to this dance. So I said, okay. Uh, I'm sorry, what is a jelly bean dance? <laughs> a jelly bean dance is uh, pretty much the most horrible thing you've ever been to. <laughs> no, it's a, it's, a, it's a pre-teen dance, you right. know, and dancing in the 80s okay. was, was a little horrible. bit is a little bit horrible. Yeah. So a little bit, and she said, "Go upstairs, pray about whether or not you should go to this dance." So I went upstairs for a half hour, prayed about it, came down, tears streaming down my face. I said, "Mom, Jesus said I can go to the dance." <laughs> <laughs> so she let me make the choices, wow. and I went. And uh, me and 19. Laurel Sherritt danced that <laughs> night, and it was we danced the night away, and I won some jelly beans. It was fantastic. Wow. <laughs> Yes. Praise God. And now yeah. you're a pastor. I'm, I'm a pastor. <laughs> He's a pastor. Jeremy, what about you? Uh, yeah, my mom always challenged me, uh, asked me, like, 
you know, what, what's God speaking to you? And so it reminded me that, uh, you know, he speaks, and he wants to speak to me at every moment. So there's times she'd ask it, and I'd be like, you know, I don't really care what he's saying right now. Mm-hmm. But, but it's just that <laughs> challenging, being like, you know, Jeremy, he's speaking to you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And if I wasn't listening, then she'd write me a nice note later. Um, by nice, I mean like three pages long, front <laughs> and back, and challenging me deeper in my walk with Christ. And so, yeah, she was always pushing me to focus on Jesus. And she was always, yeah, this hospitable. Like, I'd have my friends over, and we'd have these great ideas of making homemade smoke bombs or, you know, shooting firecrackers out the window and uh, playing golf within the house. And so there's some broken chandeliers. There's some curtains that were caught fire, and there was some really nice white flooring that's not white anymore. But she was so graceful in the midst of our terrible mistakes. And so always just like loving my friends that I brought over. And my friends still, they chat with my mom. They'll text her and they'll be like, what's up Libby or Curbs? How's it going? <laughs> so she's just a, a testament on grace and faith. And, wow. Yeah, so. That's amazing. And how many boys do you have? I've got three boys. So the, it will it's not come. looking good for our family. Um, <laughs> for your curtains. Yeah, for our curtains, for our floor. Yeah. Um, for my hair, oh wait, it's already gone, and so, but it's, yeah, we've got lots of... Brilliant, brilliant. Glenn? Um, I would say my mum is, is a real champion. I think that's the word I was praying about today. I was saying if I could think of a word mm. that summed up my mum. She is, uh, she's a champion, and she's a cheerleader and, and an encourager. She is the proudest of... Uh, of anybody I know in terms mm-hmm. of the family and the things mm-hmm. that are happening in the church. And it is so mm-hmm. it's an honor to have them both here in Kelowna and part of the South mm-hmm. community. And, and uh, yeah, and she's very matter-of-fact in her faith. Well, we'll just mm-hmm. pray about it. And, and she's very tech-savvy, so she's still texting and wow. WhatsApping. She's always encouraging wow. me to WhatsApp. Yeah. I mean, my mum introduced me <laughs> to, to what? WhatsApp. Which, oh, wow. <laughs> wow um, and so, you know, well, we're praying about that, Glenn. We're, we're thinking of you, and we'll, we'll keep praying, and thank you for your prayers. Prayer is a, is a big part mm-hmm. of my mum's life, and, mm-hmm. uh, and she just has a very matter-of-fact, no-fuss faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that really is important. There's no, it's just down the line. If Jesus said it, it is mm-hmm. what it is, mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to believe. And, and so, yeah, she's a, she's a real champion, always has been. That's awesome. Joe? <clears throat> well, my mom is very sacrificial. She, uh, I mean, she raised three crazy boys. Hmm? She's married to a Federson man, once again. Yeah. So that takes some sacrifice. Um, <laughs> sorry, Dad. And, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, one time she saved me from a swarm of bees. Like, she's quite the woman. One at a time. Yeah, wow. and she's also quite short, but she's powerful. Um, but she's also just very steadfast in her faith. I remember one of my first memories of her was, was going into the living room, and she's listening to this worship song by Amy Grant called El Shaddai, mm. the song about the names of God, and she's writing it all out. And I'm looking over her shoulder, and, and just all these names of God, and, and she was just so impacted by worship, and I think that to this day, um, that really uh, changed my heart toward worship and, and just the depth of what's there and what God's saying to me. So, yeah, she's steadfast, she's inspirational, and she's all that. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Um, my mom became a Christian after I did. So, uh, we both went on a journey with my brother because she was a single mom, she raised two boys. 
and did a brilliant job. And she um, imparted into us a sense of deep love and confidence that even though life was messy for us as boys, we could actually know that we were loved unconditionally. And that helped me understand God's love unconditionally. So it gave me that. And as a single mom, there wasn't a lot of money. Um, So she taught us, and we all learned together, that we could pray for needs, and God would provide. And whenever uh, single moms uh, engage in the life of the church, and there are many, I'm always encouraged and encouraging them to go, you know, God will be your provider. Mm -hmm. God will stand with you. Life's been tough. You didn't ask for a lot of this. It's hard, but the Lord's grace and strength is with you. So we learned that together. So, you know, that gives us a little picture. And I always remember us praying as my mom, my brother, and myself. Last thing at night, we'd always pray the Lord's Prayer together before the end of the evening. And that um, is beautiful. She's now singing with the angels in heaven. And... um, and I'm glad that, um, that she did find Jesus mm. in that. And that's a powerful thing. So thanks so much for uh, listening to us, your pastors, talking about our mothers. I know you've got a lot to say about your mothers and your families. And I also know that in modern life, it's not always perfect and it's not always how we planned. Mm. But with mothers and grandmothers and aunts and how we can give It's amazing how we can all unconditionally love and share God's love through those family relationships. So thank you, pastors, for that. Mm -hmm. It's been good to hear from you. And um, I'll buy you another Starbucks next year. (laughs) (laughs) I found that time with the pastors uh, quite moving, to be honest. When I listen to their stories and the words that describe their mothers. It's, uh, it's amazing. You've got Jordan talking about his mother as the peacemaker who would encourage him to make his own godly decisions. Very powerful. We've got Joel who spoke about his mother's worship life and the sacrificial giving and what a difference that made in his life and what an example that it speaks into our lives through the role of our mothers. Jeremy, who spoke about the hospitality there in Pittsburgh, and as friends came around and his mom would always welcome them and feed them and connect them, and that relationship is there right the way through to today. And of course, Glenn, who spoke about his mother, was a model, and, um, and that, was, that was brilliant, and then just talked about her consistency, but the fact, and I love this word that Glenn used, champion, that the mother was always there championing him on, championing the children on, standing there being ready. And isn't that the role of mums? They are so amazing. They coach, they encourage, they're there. My mum, of course, who I spoke about with unconditional love. And even as a lone parent, and I know that when uh, Mother's Day comes, there are lots of very positive emotions. And I want to acknowledge that for some people, Mother's Day is really painful. It's tough. There's been hard relationships. 
in so many different directions. But we know God's love. And it's just wonderful that today we can speak about mothers. We can honour mothers, particularly when so many of our mothers are in care homes. And we can't give them a hug. When we listen to the Premier of BC talk about uh, what you can do and what you can't do and talking about, you know, certain kinds of hugging and not hugging, we know that our families are under strain at the moment. I mean, look, I watch my own wife who's a mom and I talk to other moms. They are giving so much at the moment, so much. They're being teachers. They're having to oversee their children. Many of them have been laid off from jobs. And so we're feeling the financial pinch that is taking place. So there's not as much money. We're confined into one space. We can't have play dates like we used to. But we're looking forward to those connections coming back. Mums are feeling the pressure. Mums are juggling the family. Mums are working hard. And, you know, I've discovered that mums are pretty exhausted as well. There's a lot of exhaustion out there. I feel for that. that. That tiredness, that exhaustion. How can I encourage you with a little message on Mother's Day? How can I encourage all of us? Well, of course, Jesus spoke a lot about his relationship with the Heavenly Father. And how his father related to him. So much through the New Testament. But there are those moments in the New Testament, like when he weeps over beautiful Jerusalem. And he says, oh, how I long to gather you, my children, like a hen gathers chicks. A glorious moment, a beautiful moment where we see, if you like, the very nature of the father of God and also the mothering nature of God that cares, that is present. We don't often talk a lot about that, of course. Although there are scriptures about that, how God cares for us, how he is the mother of Israel and looks after his children, O Israel. But when I think about the mother in the New Testament, we've got to think about Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus. And often as Protestants, we're a little bit afraid to talk about Mary um, because of our history and so on. But boy, does Mary teach me so much that when I look at her life and see what she gave and the way that she was, first of all, I realise that she was utterly consistent. Right from the, what we call the Annunciation, the moment the angel appeared, Gabriel came to Mary. And often we talk about this at Christmas. But that moment when the calling was received to carry the Son of God in the world, right the way through to Pentecost. Let me remind you, Mary was there when the power of the Holy Spirit fell. And she received that same power. And church history tells us that she went on to minister with the Apostle John. And they had a strong relationship. And that she was present in the life of the early church. Remarkable. So what do I learn when I look and have read all about the life of Mary this week? Thinking about Mother's Day and thinking about all these details. Well, first of all, I learned that Mary was absolutely focused on the calling that God had given her and was absolutely focused on Jesus. 
She was there. She was present. She hid these things, as you know, in her heart. She was present at that moment and she was focused, caring on Jesus. We see her in Bethlehem. That little small hamlet nursing Jesus as shepherds arrived, as visitors came, as the kings would arrive, the wise men as they would come. She was there nurturing, nursing and caring. But then, of course, Herod wanted to destroy any sign of the Messiah in the land. So what did she do with Joseph? They fled to Egypt. She was willing to become a refugee. She was willing to flee to a foreign country. She probably, with Joseph, ended up living in the great city of Alexandria, where the massive Jewish community existed. And she lived there with Joseph and with her baby boy in the hustle and bustle, the noise of one of the greatest cities on the planet at that time, kind of the New York of that time, Alexandria and Rome these were, and Athens. These were great cities like we have New York and London and Paris and Moscow today. And these cities, she went to a massive city, disappeared into the crowd and there was willing to protect her son. We also find them at the temple, being willing to instruct him, being willing to make him available to the temple. Later on, when she's alone at the wedding of Canaan, and because she's looking to her son to provide for her at that moment and asks a question of him, this indicates that now she's a widow. So she's raised Jesus She's had other children. She's now a widow and she's with her son. And even at that moment, we feel how the relationship is starting to shift because he rebuffs her. He says, why do you ask me about this wedding and the wine and the water? And then he did the most beautiful miracle. But she was present and there. She was willing to follow him on the itinerary all around those hills, around uh, Jerusalem and Galilee, and was willing to be with him and even to protect him, walking the district that often, uh, having walked Galilee, feels a lot like the Okanagan. And she was willing to walk with the disciples and protect him. And when Jesus started to teach things, hard teachings... Like it's not about family loyalty anymore. It's about faith. She was willing to make the transition from that family relationship to becoming a disciple of Jesus. And we find her at the darkest time as he's nailed to the cross where now she understands that it's not just about family, flesh and blood, but she understands now that it's about being a follower of Jesus. And she stays with him as he goes through the darkest, most agonizing time. She's present with the other women and they are there with John and they watch the pain and the agony. We learn so much about her life. We see her later on then in the upper room and the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit coming down. We see the way that God births the church and Mary is present at the birth of the church. So what do we learn about New Testament mothers? What is a New Testament mother? (laughs) 
Well, we learn this. That a New Testament mother is one that nurtures faith. Brings faith. Nurtures faith. Grows faith. Encourages faith. And the one thing that I took from our pastors was that the examples of their moms left a mark in their lives that it nurtured faith within them. Jeremy spoke about hospitality. Well, I know that Jeremy and Kim are some of the most hospitable people I know. Welcoming people. It's driving them mad at the moment that they can't have people around to their house. And and they were so blessed when God gave them a, a lovely house in Lake Country, which was a miracle, so they could welcome people. You see... Jeremy's Jeremy's mom sowed into Jeremy by an example. We can see that about the sacrificial nature of the relationship that Joel spoke about. We learn a lot. We can understand that about how Jordan spoke about his mother encouraged him to make his own choice. But seek the face of God. And, And Glenn about always being present Always championing, always being consistent moving forward. And these are lovely things. And I want to encourage moms that even though you're under immense pressure at the moment, you're juggling, it's hard, you're exhausted, it's tough. I want to encourage you that you have a beautiful gift and that is to sow, to sow faith. Like Timothy's mother sowed faith into Timothy. Like Elizabeth gave into John the Baptist. But I want to change it for a moment. And as we think about it, I just want to switch the thought and land it here. Is that all the aspects that I describe in Mary are the aspects that are in the heart of the Father. As Kim spoke about the love of God and the love of God there, I want to encourage you that your Heavenly Father today in this pandemic when we want to hug our moms, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, our aunts, our nieces, when we want to engage together like we should be able to, but we can't. I want to encourage you that the heart of the Father, like Mary, is focused on you, that God is focused on you, that he desires to feed you and nurture you in your Bethlehem, in your struggle, wherever you're placed, in that little barn, in that little world that you're in, he wants to come and nurture you and give what you need. And he Even if you feel you're in the hustle and bustle of Alexandria and you want to protect, God is looking over you and God is protecting you. He will teach you and educate you as you allow him to speak into the temple of your life. He will do those miracles of turning the water of our life into the wine of our life. And God will move in power within you and he will speak to you and he will be present on your journey. And we understand that you and I, we are followers. Revelations 12 talks about that God is like Hagar that cares for his children in the desert. I love that imagery. That in the wilderness, God protects his children. In the pandemic, God protects us. God is with us. God, as he declares, I am the mother of Israel as well. I care for my children. I know them from the moment that they're born. 
I watch over them as they grow as infants and I will provide for them and I love them. And at this time, mums, I know it's tough. And if I can say anything pastorally, I just want to say, take time for yourself. So many have spoken to myself and to Michelle about just the weariness. Please take time, rest, care for yourself. Allow that time to allow the Lord to come and minister to you. He will come to you and be your peacemaker. He will give you your peace. He will come to you and through your sacrificial giving, which you've been doing, he will give you so much more. God is your champion. He's looking at you. He's cheering for you. And there's nothing more beautiful than the hospitality of Jesus in our life. You know, when Jesus cooked breakfast after the resurrection, I really do believe that when we have our quiet times with the Lord, sometimes he comes it's as if he cooks breakfast for us and gives us the food that we need and feeds us and strengthens us. And I know that God's unconditional love is there for you. So thank you, great grandmothers. Thank you, grandmothers. Thank you, mothers. Thank you, all the spiritual mothers that nurture others. All of you that give so much. May the God of heaven bless you. May the God of heaven be with you and your homes. May the God of heaven fill your homes with his richness and his blessing and his glory on your homes this this Mother's Day. It's tough, but you know, I know that God's blessing is with you. The blessing of Aaron is upon you. I haven't mentioned one mother figure in my life. That's my mother-in-law. My mom, of course, has passed and she's now in the presence of Jesus. But my mother-in-law, she comes and listens to me preach so all the time. But I love her. She is locked up uh, in uh, self-isolation because of different family health challenges and, and can only walk for one hour a day. And across the UK, everybody is locked up in different ways. And, but the worship leaders across the UK created this blessing from Aaron's blessing and sang this song. I watched it and I can't watch it without crying actually because I just want to bless all of you with this lovely song. It's remarkable. What's encouraging to me is um, um, children who were in my Sunday school when I was in my first pastorate are leading worship amongst all of these worship leaders across UK. We all nurture faith and I'm so blessed to see them. But I'm thinking of my, my mum, my mother-in-law in her home. We think of all of our mums and our loved ones, wherever they are. So take a moment, watch this clip at the end and take this step and be blessed by all that God is doing. Don't forget, sign up for an Alpha if God has touched you through this message. Thank you for listening. Now be blessed by this clip.
face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn your face toward you and keep you peace. Lord, bless you. Yeah. 